0: Chapter 12 of Elizabethan Sea Dogs by William Wood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Drake's End Drake in disfavor after fifteen hundred and eighty-nine seems a contradiction that nothing can explain. It can, however, be quite easily explained, though never explained away he had simply failed to make the lisbon expedition pay a heinous offence in days when the navy was as much a revenue department as the customs or excise he had also failed to take lisbon itself the reasons why mattered nothing either to the disappointed government or to the general public but six years later in fifteen ninety five when drake was fifty and hawkins sixty three england called on them both to strike another blow at spain elizabeth was helping henry the fourth of france against the league of french and spanish catholics henry astute as he was gallant had found paris worth a mass and to Elizabeth's dismay had gone straight over to the Church of Rome with terms of toleration for the Huguenots. The war against the Holy League, however, had not yet ended. The effect of Henry's conversion was to make a more united France against the encroaching power of Spain, and every eye in England was soon turned on Drake and Hawkins for a stroke at Spanish power beyond the sea drake and hawkins formed a most unhappy combination made worse by the fact that hawkins now old beyond his years soured by misfortune and staled for the sea by long spells of office work was put in as a check on drake in whom elizabeth had lost her former confidence sir thomas baskerville was to command the troops here at least no better choice could have possibly been made baskerville had fought with rare distinction in the brest campaign and before that in the netherlands there was the usual hesitation about letting the fleet go far from home the purely defensive school was still strong elizabeth in certain moods belonged to it and an incident which took place about this time seemed to give weight to the argument of the defensivists a small spanish force obliged to find water and provisions in a hurry put into mouse hole in cornwall and finding no opposition burnt several villages down to the ground the moment these spaniards heard that drake and hawkins were at plymouth they decamped but this ridiculous raid threw the country into doubt or consternation elizabeth was as brave as a lion for herself but she never grasped the meaning of naval strategy and she was super sensitive to any strong general opinion however false drake and hawkins with baskerville's troops all in transports and many supply vessels for the west india voyage were ordered to cruise about ireland and spain looking for enemies the admirals at once pointed out that this was the work of the channel fleet not that of a joint expedition bound for america then just as the queen was penning and angry reply she received a letter from drake saying that the chief spanish treasure ship from mexico had been seen in puerto rico little better than a wreck and that there was time to take her if they could only sail at once the expedition was on the usual joint stock lines and elizabeth was the principal's shareholder she swallowed the bait whole and sent sailing orders down to plymouth by return and so on the twenty eighth of august fifteen ninety five twenty five hundred men in twenty seven vessels sailed out bound for new spain surprise was essential for new spain taught by repeated experience was well armed and twenty five hundred men were less formidable now than five hundred twenty years before arrived at the canaries las palmas was found too strong to carry by immediate assault and drake had no time to attack it in form he was two months late already so he determined to push on to the west indies when drake reached puerto rico he found the spanish in a measure forewarned and forearmed though he astonished the garrison by standing boldly in the harbor and dropping anchor close to a masked battery the real surprise was now against him the spanish gunners got the range to an inch brought down the flagship's mizzen knocked drake's chair from under him killed two senior officers beside him and wounded many more in the meantime hawkins worn out by his exertions had died this reception added to the previous failures and the astonishing strength of puerto rico produced a most depressing effect drake weighed anchor and went out he was soon back in a new place cleverly shielded from the spanish guns by a couple of islands after some more maneuvers he attacked the spanish fleet with fireballs and by boarding when a burning frigate lit up the whole wild scene the spanish gunners and musketeers poured into the english ships such a concentrated fire that drake was compelled to retreat he next tried the daring plan of running straight into the harbor where there might still be a chance but the spaniards sank four of their own valuable vessels in the harbor mouth guns stores and all just in the nick of time and thus completely barred the way foiled again drake dashed for the mainland seized la hacha burnt it ravaged the surrounding country and got away with a successful haul of treasure then he seized santa marta and nombre de dios both of which were found nearly empty the whole of new spain was taking the alarm the dragons back again meanwhile a fleet of more than twice drake's strength was coming out from spain to attack him in the rear nor was this all for baskerville and his soldiers who had landed at Nombre de dios and started overland were in full retreat along the road from panama having found an impregnable spanish position on the way it was a sad beginning for fifteen ninety six the centennial year of england's first connection with america since our return from panama he never carried mirth nor joy in his face wrote one of baskerville's officers who was constantly near drake a council of war was called and drake making the best of it asked which they would have the port of honduras or the golden towns round about lake nicaragua both answered baskerville one after the other so the course was laid for san juan on the nicaragua coast a head wind forced drake to anchor under the island of varagua a hundred and twenty-five miles west of nombra de dios bay and right in the deadliest part of that fever-stricken coast the men began to sicken and die off drake complained at table that the place had changed for the worse his earlier memories of new spain were of a land like a pleasant and delicious arbor very different from the vast and desert wilderness he felt all round him now the wind held foul more and more men lay dead or dying at last drake himself the man of iron constitution and steel nerves fell ill and had to keep his cabin then reports were handed in to say the stores were running low and that there would soon be too few hands to man the ships on this he gave the order to weigh and take the wind as god had sent it so they stood out from that pestilential mosquito gulf and came to anchor in the fine harbour of puerto bello which the spaniards had chosen to replace the one at nombre de dios twenty miles east here in the night of the twenty seventh of january drake suddenly sprang out of his berth dressed himself and raved of battles fleets armadas plymouth ho and plots against his own command the frenzy passed away he fell exhausted and was lifted back to bed again then like a christian he yielded up his spirit quietly his funeral rites befitted his renown the great new spanish fort of puerto bello was given to the flames as were nearly all the spanish prizes and even two of his own english ships for there were now no sailors left to man them thus amid the thunder of the guns whose voice he knew so well and surrounded by consuming powers afloat and on the shore his body was committed to the deep while muffled drums rolled out their last salute and trumpets wailed his requiem end of chapter twelve end of elizabethan sea dogs by william wood